Good afternoon and welcome to the Arena Podcast. We're so glad you're joining with us. I am one of your hosts, Douglas. I am another one of your hosts, Victor Zachary. And I am another one of your hosts, um, Ashley. And we have a guest host. Good afternoon. My name is Amber. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hello, Amber. <laughs> Amber Ford in our studio. In our studio. We hear so many people right now that know Amber and us. We'd be like, yes, oh, Amber. <laughs> Like yes. the one podcast EO will probably listen to yes. is this one. Yeah, finally, That's so true. <laughs> he did. He did respond. He when, did when, today. He's kind of jelly. Yeah, yeah, by the right. way, the only, <laughs> the only time he actually responds is when he knows that you're around. He's like, I'm jealous. You guys oh. gotta hang out with Amber. Right. Yeah. Well, so, sorry, somebody's doing something about their career. Sorry. <laughs> let's, let's catch up with with Uremus EO right now. He's in. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yes. Yeah, seeking out scoping fame it, and fortune. Scoping it yes. out. Right? Yep. Yes. Broadening his horizons. Life. Leo yeah. is either on his way or just about to touch. Oh, I London. have an update Feet. about that. Uh-oh. Well, let's go. Because I was, I, I, I'm like, hey, we're, uh, so you're coming in today? He's like, no, actually, uh, that would be Wednesday. But I literally just decided now that I have an open ticket. So I'm just going to stay a little oh, longer. okay. I'm like, indefinitely? Like, should I just sell your car? a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Leo is uh, gone at least for another couple to a few weeks, mm-hmm. which means we oh. have more spots available oh, for Amber's yes, and so forth. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us, I guess, <laughs> to today. That's it brings the, us the to today. Us. Well, thank you, Amber. I'm so glad that you're here. Yes. We um, are very glad that you're thank here. You. So yes. happy. Such an honor yes. and a blessing. Yes. To and be there's, um, and, and we're kind of tagging, uh, piggybacking on one of the conversations we had a few weeks ago, but it just, you know, it, I think it's always so pertinent and relative, um, the topic of forgiving God. And it's interesting Mm. because um, within the last week or two, I was able to have yet another conversation Mm. with um, a, a young lady um, was it this was, one of your other Uber riders? No, actually, it was okay. it was while I was on another gig doing something else, and oh. um, we were taking a little stroll, we were taking a little walk, and um, we were just talking, and and she sounded like she was a bit stuck um, mm. that she believed in God, she believed in Jesus, she sounded like she was kind of relatively new in the faith, but um, she was having some kind of a setback, and the more we talked. Um, she kept bringing up her aunt that she was very close with that had passed away and she was feeling basically really hurt and upset over the fact that she was, even though this was still a couple of years ago, um, you know, it, it, there is no time frame on mm-hmm. when somebody is supposed to stop feeling the loss of someone. Right. right. Um, so I think in her mind she thought like, yeah, you know, I should probably be past this. And immediately I, I said, sounds like, you're really hurt still over the fact that your aunt is gone and you're mad at God. Sounds like you need to forgive. I just literally said it that way. It's like, it sounds like you need to forgive God. And she was like, wow. And she just had this moment. Mm. She goes, I never really thought of that. I said, you're basically upset with God because you believe that if he's such a good God, why would he have allowed someone like your aunt who's so good to be taken away? And and if you were God, you would have not done so. Mm. So in essence... You're basically saying that you think you would do a better job at being God than God. And she was like, wow. (laughs) She was just kind of floored. But, of course, I didn't say it condescendingly. Just helped to really bring perspective here. It's always so so good to hear 
from an outside perspective what you might be going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so enlightening. And I bet she was just not even pinpointing it. I bet she heard it for the first time out of your mouth. That's yeah. kind of interesting. I mean, yeah. that's happened in my life. Well, we hear it in different ways, like mm-hmm. angry at God. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've been angry at God. Right. But I've never really... I've never really heard it with that kind of a spin, like forgive God. Mm-hmm. The forgiveness is not because God has wronged, but it's the perception that people have that he has wronged them. Mm-hmm. Because if you're so good and wonderful, you've wronged me, so you're not so good. So the anger, which it really is anger at God, is about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And they have to get past well, this also, anger. It's also about expectation, and that's oh why gosh. I'm mm-hmm. curious. Because I... I I, I just wonder where does that expectation come from? Where, because it doesn't come from scripture. Uh, I mean, how many times did did Jesus? I mean, even even in John, Jesus says, "In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart; I've overcome the world." Uh, you know, and that I've come to mm-hmm. give you peace, but not as the world gives peace. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then Paul talks about you know you're going to have tribulations, and you're going to, and in fact, that's what you're to expect that because that leads to endurance and character and and all of those things, and so. I, I guess I'm really fortunate. I wasn't raised with this Santa Claus concept of God. If, I hope that's not being too No, cold. I think no. You're, that, that, I think that's fairly no. accurate. That I go to him and that he's supposed to give me, Yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And, and prevent these bad things from happening. And that to me just seems strange. Well, you know why? Because people have have somewhat of a correct concept of God in the sense that he's all good. Except they take that as their framework for judging him mm-hmm. by well, saying, well, if you, exactly. Right. If you're good, then good no to death. me means no death. Right. The world is perfect. No hunger. Right. My loved ones don't have to go. So like a utopia society or something like right. a utopian world. Where Which one day perfect. we will step into that right. and we're working towards it, but it will never be now. So I think the con- the concept that they have is correct in the sense that God is good. Yes, He is, but it's it's skewed because it's filtered through human mindsets and human mentalities and in in frameworks of mind that say this is what good looks like to me instead of seeing what God's good looks like right. from God's perspective. It's almost yeah. like in the world we live in today when they say, let somebody who is trans or gender fluid or ever like how do you talk to someone like this if you're not sure like ask them right let them define who they are yet we don't allow god to do that Mm. Mm. we don't allow god to define who he is to us we keep wanting to to dictate and tell him who he is well and we don't let god be who he is and so as a result we get upset because we create this framework of who we believe he's supposed to be mm. and then he doesn't fit because that's not who he ever said he is like mm. douglas just said they don't understand and then they get that's disappointed what I'm where does that misunderstanding come from i think it's through centuries i feel like it's also just hearing that god is, is good is it maybe the way we present i feel it's it's also like a little bit of projection uh, for example, if I can deal with what I'm going through and God is supposed to be my loving God and I am supposed to be taking care f- for him, from him. Of him, yeah. Then he is to blame because I am literally can't take care of myself and he's not doing a good job as my father. That's right. In contrast mm-hmm. that with throughout the centuries and even right up to today, martyrs 
who are willing to suffer persecution and even give up their lives for their rather than renounce their faith. Mm-hmm. Right. But they don't go to their death angry at God. <laughs> yep. You, you see why I, I, I'm I'm very sympathetic toward that. That would be a horrible way to live. Mm-hmm. To to say I believe in a loving God. I want a loving God, and I won't how to, but I don't have a loving God or, or something I, I'm not even sure how to how to put it but you mm. you're you you get satisfaction neither way in other words an atheist would be more content to say <laughs> I don't believe in a God at all therefore I don't have these expectations in other words right. an atheist right. I would assume is not when, when a bad thing happens doesn't say God why did you do it? Right. so he doesn't even suffer that hmm. that anger that 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 let sense down. of False let down and betrayal right. and yes. all of that but yet a professing Christian, if they have the wrong conception of what this relationship is like and what the goodness of God is, mm-hmm. are tortured. Well, and They're, I think that's they carry the anger, they carry the bitterness. They, yep. They, 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 they. Wow. I think that's why the bigger question is: Is God still good, even when He doesn't appear to be? Hmm. Or when? Okay. In other words, and, and if someone a, a perception, to me, to me. that's yes. what I mean. Yes. So if wow. people say God is good, but he doesn't appear to you to be good, does he cease to actually be good? Because if your God is good only when he does things that you constitute as being good, mm-hmm. but not good when you think they should be good, again, your perception, then that means your God is faulty. And that means your God wavers. And that means you actually don't have a proper picture and actually a proper knowledge of who God actually is. And what does he actually say is good when when we talk about goodness? And those are the things that cause people, I think, because they don't have, they don't stop to think that they filter so much through their human, their human understanding. They don't leave room. Yeah, I feel like uh, us, like being followers of Christ and being completely uh, marveled by how he lived his life mm-hmm. gives us a clear indication of the character and love of God, right? I feel like when we see scriptures and we see how Jesus had dominion over things around him, he still sought out the will of God, not his own, right? So he still submitted himself to be put in a cross where he had the power not to. He had the power to cast people whatever way, shape he, he wanted, he had the power to turn stones into bread, to walk over water, to, to you know, revive the dead. But he <clears throat> willingly let the will of God be over his will. Mm-hmm. And he followed his father. And he taught us that living like that is how you please the father. And there's a, there's a danger here. Because to someone who doesn't quite understand why God would put his own son through that, then it sounds like God is cruel. Right. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, well, okay, I'm supposed to do the will of God. Bloodthirsty God. And, and yeah, he's a bloodthirsty God. <laughs> right. and, and, and in other words, I think the problem is, as long as I'm coming from my self interest, self interest and, and human definition of good and loving and appropriate response, I will never see God. It, Christianity will never make sense. Mm-hmm. Because apparently, through because of Christ, pain has purpose and meaning 
death is in some cases okay, um, is not the end, um, can be a means to something better, and that there's the possibility of noble choices to to choose above and away from our own needs and self, even to the point of giving up our lives. Now that is a very lofty view of life. And I'm not sure a person who is spiritually unredeemed can get their head around that. Right. So yeah. that's why I always worry yeah, sometimes. Some Christians have a hard time yeah, exactly. head around yeah. that. That's why I don't like, yeah. I, d I really don't like using well, it's God's will, right. particularly mm -hmm. when I'm defining, oh, you know, why did this young child have to die? Well, it's God's will. It just, without the proper context. Mm. Yeah. See, see, in, 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 <coughs> in, for, for, um, for example, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 26, it says, and the last enemy to be, to be destroyed is death. So, mm -hmm. so death was not part of... Of the original plan? Sort of, except that makes it sound like there was a mistake in the plan, but it, it was never intended to be permanent. Death was never created or allowed to happen to, to um, be part of the definition of eternity. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is an enemy. I do not understand why it had to be. I won't even pretend to go there. Yeah. It's beyond <laughs> that's, my That's a whole guy. other yeah. I have no podcast. idea. But I do know that according to the Bible, according to Jesus, it is not acceptable. It is an enemy. It is against everything that God wants for us. And he has declared war against it. And according to the scriptures in Christ has won that yes. war. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the last enemy to destroy it is death. And so, so, that tells me that I'm to not be surprised that there is death all around me, for we are under assault. Mm -hmm. the, the entire, not just us, but the entire creation, the entire intent of God, the entire love of God is under assault by his enemies. And there we are part of a war. See, and this part is where somebody might on. say, well, then if he's so good, why would he have ever allowed that to happen? If God is so good, why would he have ever allowed something so horrible and opposite of who he is to enter into his creation? Not going to lie. Those were my thoughts as a little kid when sure. I was taught mm -hmm. all those things in Bible school. Mm -hmm. And sure. I would go to Bible, like church and all these other things. And I would just be baffled by that and question. And I think they are very, very mm -hmm. good questions. Because if I was God, I wouldn't, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let that you happen. You even go back to Adam and Eve. You're like, if I was Adam, I would have like... Just ruin, you know just destroy I mean? him and start again. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't he put that tree? Why was that tree even there? Why was that an option? Why yeah. couldn't we just live in utopia right. and just please him and just be forever good and no bad and no hurt and no... So what we're talking about here, guys, is suffering. What we're talking about here is how we cope with suffering. Oh, and the question of evil. And the question of evil. Mm -hmm. Because that is what makes us suffer. So... And all of this is umbrellaed under... Oh, umbrella. 
Yeah, like everything. Right. I didn't know that was a word. Every time that Victor <laughs> tries to make a word happen. Yes. <laughs> According to the Greek. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Better. Last time we laughed for five minutes. So. <laughs> on, yeah, on some words. I have, I'm waiting to hear that podcast. So, <laughs> um, Go ahead. Ella. Umbrella. Ella. Ella. Um, <laughs> which means. I'm trying to remember the last Come word. to me in yeah. Greek. So you see, there you go. I just made it a quick word. Good. There you go. But all of, all of what we're talking about, you're absolutely right. Right, the suffering and, um, and and evil and just being angry about all these things comes out in in something as simplistic and yet as as in depth and profound as God isn't really good. Mm-hmm. I'm angry at God. I'm forgiven. I think this is this is what permeates humanity. Is mm-hmm. this this constant, persistent anger at the way things are? And I think that's an indication. That deep inside we all know this is not how it's supposed to be. Right. Ah, but there's two choices then. When you come to that realization, when you land there and say, mm-hmm. "There's got to be more than this." I can I can hear the mic being lifted up, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> then, then He's you, about ready to lock, you're, drop. You're at a crossroads. Yeah. One says, "How can I live my life in such a way as to not contribute anymore to that?" evil noise whatever mm-hmm. or where the hell is god and why doesn't somebody do something hmm. so i can either absolve myself and look for blame mm-hmm. or i can say wow i'm part of this how do i not perpetuate it hmm. right one says i want to know how to be a good lover the other says, I demand that somebody love me. Hmm. Can it be both? Aren't we designed at but, our core to be people that know or, and or maybe want Maybe by love, love me, I mean to, to meet all my needs, all my expectations. Mm-hmm. In other words, be the lover that I think is necessary to make my life work. Hmm. That kind of love. So it's actually selfish. It's Which not love me. Which is very transactional. And this whole time, I've been thinking the word relationship. It just keeps coming. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning, when you had mentioned men and women who were willing to martyr themselves, um, and then the verse in the Bible where it talks about um, no greater love than this and one who would lay down his life for his friend, right? And Jesus said There's that, yeah. There's a depth of love and intimacy and relationship there. There's a depth of relationship that's no surface-level thing. Um and that's why kingdom issues are heart issues. Like this mm. is this deals with something um, that that's the very nature and the, the context of what we were created for originally, which was originally skewed and forfeited, right? Mm-hmm. Which was relationship with God. That's right. So, in the context of that, with people who are are willing to give themselves like fully mm-hmm. for the gospel, if we'll just like use a term and. Um, umbrella term right <laughs> so yeah, this slide. versus okay. right um and then just because you I'm think approved. about the nature of other relationships um where, where what it is you're willing to do like you're willing to have grace on this person or love this person and, oh it's just a child it's okay they don't understand right so there's there's like a measure of grace and understanding that there's a kindness that you're willing to extend Okay, I I'll give them some more. I'll be extra patient. I'll because there's something there in your heart that that's tied to a depth and a level of relationship and intimacy that is different from just some 
surface level intimacy where it's so easy for a lot of people to pop off and like cuss at the person who cuts them off in traffic, right? <laughs> right. But think about it. That's though. always like our think go-to. It's our default. That you're, yeah. Think about someone that that in the moment of turning your attention to that person, like there's something that's very specific that happens in your heart. My phone got excited. Um, <laughs> that, that <laughs> okay. There's good. something very specific that happens in your heart because there's a depth and the weightiness to that person in the relationship. That is is something that was not originally our idea. That was always God's idea. And it was mm-hmm. always meant to be God and man in that way specifically. The nature of Jesus coming. When you were talking about Jesus coming, um, he came, God came as a man and as God, but as a man specifically to be 100% us, to, to suffer, to go through loss and pain, to be able to relate and say, a hundred percent, not from his God up high throne, mm-hmm. but from walking the earth. He didn't Shazam from one place to another. When the, when the disciples walked and they traveled, he walked. He took the time. He walked the ground. He walked the earth. He spent time. He had to eat. He had to rest. Same as any human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he is 100% like all encompassing in that moment. He was all encompassing human. So he knows the context and the nature of what the human heart goes through he knows longing he knows betrayal he knows fear right he he knows mm. all those things he knows like heartbreak when he sees people around him suffering he knows he knows what it is to to see need around him to see that there's that there's a chasm between where people are and what where, how things should be and not be and, able to meet that all right exactly mm. But he was also 100%, he always aligned himself with the Father. He always showed a way hmm. that we could be pleasing to God in, in every manner that that was. And again, I again, he came to be in relationship with people. In so rela- it was so all you're saying that, that, that the, 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 even the need to have forgiveness God and the, the anger toward God is... Um, the antidote to that is a deeper relationship with God. And I, I do, I do. And I also, I also feel that people need to know that there's a freedom to actually feel things towards God. That is something very specific that I've learned and that has actually enhanced, enriched, and broadened the dynamic of my personal relationship with Him. I feel like I can draw near to Him exactly how I am, if I am joyful, if I'm fearful, if I have doubt, if I'm in pain, if I'm frustrated. There have been times when I have been specifically frustrated with God and I have come to him um, and I've told him that very specifically. Like, I just want you to know, like, I'm frustrated, but we're in a relationship and this is what we do. We come to the table and we're honest with one another and we talk about these things. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to know I'm not running away from you, but I feel this. I, I don't understand this. This is not making sense to me at all right now. So I feel like even in having, I feel like it's almost a blessing to feel something so heightened and intense towards the Lord. There's an opportunity there. I feel like from the, my personal experience, there's an opportunity, an invitation um, to receive something from him that you wouldn't otherwise so have you so then do you relate mm-hmm. to the forgiveness of god as as as, as victor was saying there, is, is, do you do you look back on your experiences and say mm-hmm. there was this time that i i had to forgive god to be able to get to, to, to get move past, forward to yes move forward. and always in glory so, and always so, in victory. so how does how, how did you 
how did you forgive God? In other words, what, what were the mechanics? By the way, before we go any further, uh, it's in John 15, 13. Um, Greater love has no man than this, that thank he laid down his life for his friends. That's Jesus. Yes, that was thank right you. Right after he says, my command is that you love each other as I have loved you. And then he says, and this guy. But getting back to, so, so can you share, uh, can, can, does something come to mind specifically for our listeners particularly? How does one forgive God? So it's one thing to say, oh yeah, I need to forgive God. Mm-hmm. We all have relationships we need to go back and mend. Yes. <laughs> we need to forget. And it's every time we think about it, we go, ah, not today. We <laughs> yeah. pick up the phone and we put the phone back down. Or that person walks in the door and they say something stupid again. It's like, <laughs> I was ready today. And you know not, what you did. Yeah, not this time. A petty party starts. So, if I could just insert something here just before yeah. we, we hear from any of us answering that question, I think it's also necessary to remember that if God, who did create us, and the world as we know it is is broken, all this stuff, was willing to disrobe himself, if you would, of the glory that he had in heaven to come and take on human form to bring us into a good standing relationship with the Father. In other words, he forgave us. He forgave us of those things that blocked us because there was forgiveness needed. But because he had so much love and also loathed the sin, he did something about it. So imagine someone as pure and as innocent and as holy and gracious and all of the beautiful adjectives you could assign to Christ coming and taking our place. And then here we are, these fallible human beings who say, I can't forgive you. It's a big deal. So I wanted, I want to be able to just put things into perspective. And I know that there are atrocities and horrible things that maybe some of you will write and say and whatnot. I'm not, I'm not negating or belittling anything. But what I am saying is that if God of the universe who did not have to forgive us, went through all the pains of sending his son to do so, who are we not to do the same? In other words, forgiveness back. Forgiveness back. Okay. I wanted to just put it in perspective. So what do you have to say, yeah, Amber, about what in, in Douglas your personal asked? Experience, yeah. In your personal experience. Um, that what, what I've learned <laughs> that has really propelled me forward um, and deeper into the Father's heart is that there's so much grace um, we're, we're in a new covenant and we don't even live in the grace. Like we, we don't even scratch the surface of the grace that we have access to so many times. Um, and that came when I was brave enough to just, I, I finally just, I felt like, well, I say you, you love me. Like I, I say, I love you God. And you say you love me. And I had a moment where I was like, I'm just going to be brave enough to tell you like what I feel Hmm. and to put your love to the test and trust that your love is greater than my anger and your love is going to be greater than my frustration and Mm. my confusion right now for what, you know, however I was feeling and for what I was dealing with, um, which had really like rocked me and, and Hmm. left me. um, I almost felt kind of, kind of like unsettled, like in, in my spirit and my relationship with him, there was something that I did specifically in obedience and it turned it didn't completely turn out well, crazy did it? Mm. and 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 different than what what I was being led. Mm-hmm. Um, how I was, and I and I will say that I, I was fully obedient, surrendered. It was part of my journey in in learning um, 
learning who he was and who I am. And so in that, I was really believing that something was going to happen. It didn't. Um, and so it left me at a place where I was like, okay, God, well, what is this? I, I can look back on our, on our relationship and how we've grown in these things. And now I'm looking like, well, what did either, what did I get wrong? What did I do wrong? Like, what, what does any of this mean? Am I not supposed to obey you now? Because, you know, things right. always turn out this way and I don't know how it's going to be. And is it going to be good? And like, what? so I brought all that to the table and I was brave enough to just be honest mm -hmm. about how I felt. Um, and how I thought he was acting and how I thought it should have been or was going to be. Um, and it was in that moment of literally surrendering, shedding those things that were, were had like begun to like almost hook themselves deep into my heart. Mm. Um, that I like those things became unhinged from me. And that is what that surrender and that utter complete honesty, bare bones, raw <laughs> honesty with the Lord. Yeah. Um, is when I actually had an, a deeper encounter with his love and learned that. Was that immediate at that moment? Um, In other words, being able to finally give yourself the freedom, that's the trusting of the mm -hmm. grace, is being able to say, I don't want to feel this way, but this is the way I'm feeling. I feel like the freedom came. I felt uplifted and lighter. I felt like there was a peace that I was able to access. It was very different. Mm -hmm. um, and it was because there was nothing standing in the way of him and I, that I have the, that's another thing, we don't realize how much power we have in this relationship either, is mm. that we, we actually affect God. He has feelings and thoughts. We're made in his image, not vice versa. Mm. So if we feel things, he does too, and it's because he does. So yeah, like I, I realize that I, I have the power to put up a block between us mm -hmm. and that instead of letting those things build, I was like, I'm choosing to like lay them out and let you have them and believe in your love. You bring your love to the table and we'll see which one is greater. And so it immediately, yes, mm -hmm. I, I did. I can't say that everything was absolutely better because mm -hmm. it wasn't. No, it doesn't that's change unrealistic. The yeah, it doesn't right. That's unrealistic. It changes you. And so the grace poured in and riding in that wave of grace out, I, I was actually able, that's when the healing process began. Explain but. a little bit grace. Grace is mm -hmm. a word that we are familiar with. If our listeners don't understand that or don't have a context for oh, grace, yeah. mostly that's what you do at Thanksgiving dinner. Somebody say grace. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So so could you... Could you Go call can, your mother grace. Yeah. No. <laughs> can you contextualize that word grace? When you say the wave of grace, can mm -hmm. you... Can you explain that? Um, how did you even know it was a wave of grace and not you just got rid of the gas in your stomach? Right. The, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, You're with boys. Yeah, I, that's right. <laughs> I can handle it. I can handle it. <laughs> um, He's unassuming, <laughs> but let me tell you. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, grace is, is a supernatural... It's, an, it's a supernatural enablement. Um, and it's, it empowers us to do and to be the right and the good. To, to, I, I really do feel like um, I grew up Christian, but I had no idea what grace was. Mm -hmm. um, so for the majority of my life, growing up in a Christian home and everything, I just grace was just always like a thing. I mean, it could right. have been a brick. I, I, it it's was a so far yeah, away, I had no right, idea exactly. what it was. So um, it wasn't until 
I really had, God really taught me about grace in, in 2015 specifically. There was actually mm. a time in my life I can document and dictate oh. during this time, God really spoke to me about grace awesome. and how grace works and, it, and it's living in life and it, it is meant for me. And can it, you and give us a tidbit of, of that? Um, I, <laughs> sure. Um, like what's one I of the learned... main major, sorry, just, just to clarify the question, okay, what's yeah. one of the major, um, one of the major um, things that you were just like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm really stepping into this understanding of grace, just to help clarify, I guess, the question. Okay. Um, um, I will, I guess I, I can give an example in the context of my relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have a very rigid idea of what it was to be a Christian. Um, have to do this. You, it has to be this yep. way. You've got to go here and do this and say this and be this. It's just how I grew up, very conservative. Hmm. And so now living um, in grace, drinking it in, and being able to give it, <laughs> it's been a gift to know that there is a freedom in my relationship mm-hmm. and that, that, that there's actually a, the context and the nature of what it is to be and spend time with someone. It's not like God is like going through a checklist, like, have you done this? Have you done this yet? Nope, don't sit down. You got to go, you know, like, there's no grace in that. There's no, there's nothing there that says, like, I want to be with you. And that's, that's what I mean. very most, transactional. Yeah, it's most very people much hear like, God's will. do this, go here, right. don't say that. There's a lot of don't and do's, right? But mm-hmm. more don'ts, right? Yes. No. Yeah. So, but grace says yes. Grace is actually like, no, 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 no. I've given you the power to do, to go, to be. Mm. Um, and it is for it's for crazy, it's for freedom that Christ died, like right, like yeah. so. So I also have been a, like set free in so many ways where my perspective was so honed in mm-hmm. and so tight um, and small, very short sighted, and man's reasoning, not God's. So it's been a gift to actually step past what I literally who I was, and into the heart and the mind of Christ, um, and to live and, and to to give grace to be. Um, the kindness and the gentleness to be the forgiveness, to be that space wow. of operation where we move past like, no, you have to do this. No, if it's not that, it's wrong. No, if it's that, it's like, yeah. it's sometimes it's not one or the other. Sometimes God's like, you know what? My hand is in all of this. And so we've my known grace, you like totally yeah. opposite of so, that. Like, so my grace yeah. says like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I have freedom to do this, God. And, and I can choose this. I can, I can, and you like this? This is okay. And God's like, yeah, I made you. Yeah, and he you, really, I don't think God hmm. really cares as much about which choice we exactly. make in so many of our choices. Now, not in all, but the, the, as we think he does. Because I, I get I get so discouraged when people say, oh, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know if to keep this job or this job because I want to be in God's will. And I'm thinking, probably either one is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I really don't think really cares that much. <laughs> like God isn't going, oh, choose, well, choose the, you know, this minute. Right. Uh, we have way, so many more green lights. Yeah, and Galatians 5.1, right. it says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand mm. firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Ah. Grace to me is like a space. Mm-hmm. That's how I like see it. Like an arena? It. No. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like a space. You owe yourself a dollar. It's like a space that, that um, kind of moves with us. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how I said it earlier. Yeah. Space to Right. You live in it. Mm-hmm. it, it yeah. it's, a, it's a room more than a concept. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, 
It's an it's air. It's a space, yeah. It, it's a space. It's an air you breathe. It's 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 an environment. Mm. And it and it's created by that. God's love and forgiveness. Yeah. Because yes, you, you know. Uh, but it's so much more than that. And yes, it's freedom and it's acceptance and it's wisdom and it's love and it's just amazing. And if I can just say as take we're going to wrap up and take, take away, away. <laughs> this is not exactly my takeaway, but not it's going to okay. segue. It's going to segue into it. In the Greek, you know, it always, it always has to come up. But in the Greek, you were saying will. We have an understanding of will. And I thought quickly, well, what's the word in Greek? The word in Greek is thelima which is the word we, we will use, thelo, which is when we say want. So in Greek, if I say thelo, I'm saying I want, or thelima is my wants, my desire, my will. So it's not necessarily this stringent thing per se, as much as it is, it is in steeped will. in God's will. Yeah. It's steeped in, in a desire, in a will towards and for what I want. Now, of course, coming from God, as we go all the way back to our conversation about being good, if he is truly good as he says he is, then that means his will and his desire and what he wants is always going to be good. Mm -hmm. So even in saying, well, what's God's will? What you really what you really is asking is, what does God want? What does God desire here? What is is God good? Is God really good here? And so then his wants will be good. Going back and forth with like, well, is it God's will for me to have this job or not? It's a misplaced question. It's yes. a, it's a misappropriated mm. question. That and God has a plan for your life. It, it, well, no. there is a plan that we all fit in. Right. Um, specifically per se, I think it's just guidance. But that's a whole other yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. move yeah. into. So, right. so let's hear takeaways. That causes people to just. <laughs> Yeah, there's they, a lot they, of they things that have come the in. Freedom. They yeah, don't enjoy I was the there. Grace because yeah, because yep. that kind of thinking hmm. is outside that room. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And very few people enter that room, oh. by the way. This so. is just exciting. Mm. Takeaway so time. much. Takeaway time. Takeaway time. My takeaway. My takeaway would be... Uh, Amber's awesome. Can we keep her? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> we do have Amber. Oh. Can we keep her? <laughs> That's your takeaway. Can they keep me? That's your takeaway. Can we keep Amber? Oh, wow. Okay. That's my takeaway. He wanted to use his takeaway for you. That's awesome. My takeaway is a little bit on, and what Amber did say is I, just as Paul was brokenhearted that he saw his people miss Jesus, and he said, I would give up my own salvation that they would know him, it breaks my heart to know the people that I've seen in my churches and my family and all miss grace. Mm, and, yeah. and, and I've been labeled liberal and I've been labeled all this heretic. I've been labeled all this stuff. And most people do not know what it's like to live in that space. Yeah. No. And, and until you have, it's almost impossible to explain it. <laughs> so, so, so to the listeners out there, I would say, if you don't know what it means to be in that room, in that space, mm. Give yourself permission to ask God to show it to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good takeaway. Can I steal yours? Um, my <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> yeah, what Dougie said. Yeah. My takeaway is, oh, gosh. Um, Time's up. We, yeah. We started with forgiving God, but we came right back to the concept of grace. And mm. I think ultimately that tells me that that is the heart of God. That the heart of God is far bigger and f just far superior, I like what Amber, Amber also said, mm. 
that his love can his love actually overtake or 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 how did you put it like get past the my anger and my frustration mm-hmm. here that's a great is your is your love greater thank you yeah. that's that's my takeaway that god's love actually is greater than our anger and our frustration and all of it so talk to him <laughs> and experience that grace nice wow my takeaway um is that i just want to I I want to bless all the listeners with the freedom to go before the Father um, with the trust that he really does care about who you are and how you feel and what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, be brave enough to be honest and ask God the questions that are really on your heart, not what you think he wants to hear you say or what church says to ask. Um, but ask him, ask him, why did you take my father from me? You know, tell him I'm having a hard time believing or, or how can there be this and that in the world? Um, he, yeah. he's, he, really, he really is good at answering exactly what your heart wants to hear. And I don't doubt that if you give him a chance, he will. Um, and so is- my takeaway is what we've heard so many times and you know the truth and the truth will set you free. Um, he will endow you with the truth. Truth is very powerful. It has the power to set you free. It, yes. it, like it, it coupled with freedom. And so, um, yeah. I think we've defined then what it means to forgive God. It means to give yourself the permission to go to him directly and lay your anger and your blame of, of criticism of his actions or whatever mm. at his feet and then see what happens with that. Because mm-hmm. if you, I don't think you will do that unless you actually forgive yeah. him don't stay mm-hmm. don't just stay it, angry that means you yeah. haven't forgiven him the only way to release that so give it to him and, and i guess in mm. doing that is how we forgive him yeah beautiful perfect. all right well who would like to close us out today in prayer i can okay. all right heavenly father thank you for this amazing conversation thank mm. you for giving us the opportunity to even be here thank you for giving us amazing people in our lives like amber which we are hoping she can come back thank you for <laughs> yes. just everything that you've taught us throughout the years and may we share it freely god Mm. your grace your love your unconditional just mercy with us thank you for everything and may our listeners just take a moment to think and do emotional inventory and just release god we ask you that they release whatever is on their hearts and that is burden burdening them Mm. in jesus name we pray amen Amen. Amen. Well, there you've done it again, folks. You've managed to waste another perfectly good 40 minutes with us. We thank you for joining us. Remember, uh, you can find us on uh, the uh, Arena Podcast. The interwebs. On yeah, the, the interwebs, interwebs. yes. Uh, SoundCloud. Um, Google Play. Reverie. Google Play. iTunes. And there's one Stitcher. more. Stitcher. Stitcher. And yeah. I don't know what and that one is. I've never that seen that one. I know, but I we're going to have to it, find out. Special yeah. plug for Stitcher. That's yes. right. And so this is one of your hosts, Douglas. Another one of your hosts, Victor. And I'm Ashley. And our and honorary. I'm Amber. Yes. And so we're all saying goodbye and have a great week. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.